Hello church, my name is Jonathan Pulasic. I'm the media director here at The Gathering and I'm joined today by a good friend of mine, Connor Scholes, who is the creative arts pastor at The Gathering. That's correct, right? That is correct. Okay, that yes. is the current title. Yes, that's the current title. Okay, so I for, I feel creative like every, arts. every like three years it changes it to something like Connor's else, had right? the most titles so, who knows? in Gathering yeah. history. Uh, so tell people a little bit about what you do. So basically what a creative arts pastor does at The Gathering is I'm in charge of the weekend services specifically, like as far as worship planning and then uh, training and and using volunteers both in audiovisual and in all the, the music that we do for the weekend. And then um, I collaborate with Jonathan with some of our creative elements that we have um, throughout the year um, and then some of our social media accounts and what we do there. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it has to do with the weekend service, but in really, I guess, overall, it'd just be yeah. everything going on. Yeah. So, and so really quickly, uh, before we go on, if you guys are joining us on Connor's interview... You can go back and watch a lot of the other guys' interviews as well on YouTube and Facebook, Instagram, all those good places. And it, these are going to be under our website as well, gatheringkc.com. If you go to About Us under the staff, these videos will be there for you guys to watch if you did uh, miss and want to watch, say, Matt Brown's interview. Matt Brown did a, a great sure job. I'm sure that would be an interesting he, interview. I, I call him so. the most attractive man on staff, so we'll see how that sticks. It's probably. I, maybe probably I call Francis that. I don't know. I've used that line a lot today. <laughs> So basically, yeah. whoever's talking to you Correct. becomes the most attractive, the most attractive person. Yes, yeah. uh, definitely in the room. Uh, so, uh, how old are you, Connor? And tell us about your family. So it's 2021. I mm -hmm. mean, but I am going to be 41 in just a few weeks. Okay. So I am reaching that point where all of my hair decided that it needs to start switching colors, which yeah. is just kind of cool, <laughs> and at the same time makes me realize. I'm getting old. Yeah. As my daughter's older. Like to tell me. Yes. Older. That's right. Older. And then what about your family? So I have four children. I'm married to Elizabeth mm -hmm. and then have four children Caleb, Jack, Betsy, and Hannah. So Caleb and Jack are 13 and 11, and then Betsy and Hannah are five and three. Okay. It's a good family. It's a really good it family. It is a good family. I'll say the Skulls family, whenever they come in, you know, you know they're there because they'll either be giving you a hug. Or they're coming toward you to give you a hug, right? That's right. And probably oh. screaming if yeah. it's the girls. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, what do you enjoy most about uh, being here at the gathering? You know, the, the thing that's always been amazing to me um, about the gathering since we came before we were on staff and mm -hmm. then as, as I've been on staff is that um, it is a place of redemption. It's, mm -hmm. it's a place where you can heal, mm -hmm. um, a place where you can grow um, and then a place where you can develop lifelong relationships and yeah. friendships while you walk um, with Jesus together. Yeah. So let's go back to little Connor. Okay. Little Connor, where did you grow up? Uh, you know, born, grow up, and where you went to school and stuff. So I was actually born in a little town called Phillipsburg, Kansas, mm -hmm. which is way in western Kansas. And at two, we moved to Pratt, where I spent all of my growing up time. Mm -hmm. Pratt, Kansas is an hour west of Wichita, an hour east of Dodge City. So it's like right before you fall off the end of the earth, yep. there's Pratt. There it is. So, um, and I grew up uh, definitely being involved in the church. My dad was a volunteer worship pastor, but he was also a band director and a coach. So mm -hmm. I kind of grew up with music and sports being pretty equally balanced in mm -hmm. my life. So sports that you play, I mean, probably everything in Pratt, Kansas, but what, what all did you play? So in a small school, you're involved yeah. in everything, but... Um, 
in junior high, I did football, basketball, and track, which mm-hmm. I was like four seven seventy pounds <laughs> playing football. I'm yep. surprised I didn't die. Yeah. But uh, and then in, and in high school, I ran cross country and played basketball and ran track. So. And what about hobbies now? Now that you're grown, Connor. So grown, grown Connor likes to run mm-hmm. um, and likes to play at golf. I would, I would say <laughs> that I'm not serious enough to be a good golfer, but I have moments. So yes, you do. I have seen many of the moments where <laughs> Connor comes in amazingly clutch. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, uh, let's talk a little bit about your running because I, I went into this with Matthias as well. Uh, you guys are on the, in my opinion, the crazy side spectrum of running, right? So you, you guys are, he's run a 50K, you are training for a 50K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, why? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. So I actually, uh, when I got, when I graduated from high school, I kind of stopped running after the first couple years of college just because mm-hmm. I was done. I had, I'd grown a lot in my last part of high school and first part of college and had mm-hmm. a lot of knee pain, so I just stopped running. Yep. And then I didn't really pick it up because every time I pick it up, I'd hurt again. Mm-hmm. My knees would hurt. Yep. And in the last couple of years when I started running, uh, just found a pair of shoes that kind of helped balance that out to where mm-hmm. it became enjoyable. And so I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll train for a, a half marathon. Mm-hmm. So I ran that, felt pretty good. And, and during COVID, one of my other worship pastor friends in Pennsylvania and said, hey, let's run the Pittsburgh Marathon. Mm-hmm. And so signed up for it. Of course, that got canceled. Right. But I'd done three quarters of the training, and I was like, well, I may as well yeah. run a marathon. So yeah. I put myself through that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this, you finished. And I finished. Yep. I did finish. Yes, it yep. was painful, but I finished. Yep. Um, and this fall, um, I had a high school buddy who was running a 50K and wanted to know if I'd pace him. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, I'll, I'll pace him. And then... Um, I got sick and couldn't do it, but I'd already paid, and you can only defer those. And so I was like, well, because of who I am, I'm like, I'm going to get my money's worth. So uh, (laughs) So you deferred to this year. So I deferred to the spring, and I am preparing to run a 50K two days after my birthday. So Okay, so 41-year-old will be crossing the 50K mark. Yes, that's right. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, Your family, uh, we... you know, we'll talk a little bit about this later, but pretty much your in-laws are one generation at the church, and then you you and your wife, and then now your kids. Mm-hmm. It, like it's, me and Matt Brown talked about, it's such a generational church. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you see that, you know, as kind of a unique part of who we are? So honestly, if you would have told Connor 20 years ago when I started ministry that mm-hmm. I would be a long-term staff at a church with my in-laws, I probably would have been like, yeah, it's not happening. (laughs) Um, But, you know, one of the, one of the great things about seeing the different generations um, in the gathering is that we get to see and and sometimes have them participate together. So one of the, one of the cool things that I've gotten to see because all of us have some musical ability is just to see three generations Mm-hmm. of the same family singing together yep. um, or being a part of something bigger yeah. um, like we have gotten to do and not just our family, but other families. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a really neat thing that I think also talks to the fact of as you raise your children and you get to see them grow in the Lord and then their children also yeah. are raised in the Lord. And so you kind of get to see some of the generational uh, benefit from that as yeah. well. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's incredible just to look around both campuses too, because mm-hmm. we are, if, you, if you're if you new to watching the series, we're, you know, two campuses, one church, 
one in Independence, uh, Missouri, and one in Blue Springs. And at both campuses, I see grandparents with their children, which, you know, mm-hmm. then they have children, right? right. So there's grandchildren. Um, it's, it's amazing. And probably one of the more special things I've ever gotten to see of three generations worshiping together. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of that true feeling of maybe what heaven's going to be like. Everybody... Yep generations of generations of family members worshiping together um so let's talk about your your salvation story where did where did jesus find you and get a hold of you so um one of the things that that my dad would always do when i was real little is he would sit me on his lap as he was reading the mm-hmm. bible in the morning and one of the things he always did is he always read psalm 1 to me mm-hmm. blessed is the one who walks not in the counsel of the wicked but sitting to see his scoffers and uh and just talking about his delights on the law of the Lord, he meditates day and night. He'll be like a stream firmly planted. And he would read that to me pretty much every morning mm-hmm. when I was two, three, four years old. And when I was about four years old, one day I just took that Bible back from him and I read Psalm 1 for the morning. He said, I wanted to read. Mm-hmm. I had it upside down and was obviously not reading, but yeah. it was you had there, it memorized. Right? Yeah. And so um, one of the things I appreciate about the way that my parents approached our faith was that they... Uh, it was an open conversation. Yeah. And I, I think I'm paying for this a little bit now with my own kids, but sure. I, for some reason, love to have serious conversations with my dad when he was in the bathroom and I was outside the door. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> So now that's flipped. <laughs> and now that's flipped, yeah. I feel like. But, um, but one of those conversations, we were talking about um, the Lord's Supper and what that meant and why that happened. And mm-hmm. it just, I had the understanding that, man, I don't, get that i don't have that i need mm-hmm. that relationship and and so through the bathroom door we began to <laughs> have the discussion of what yeah. faith meant um in jesus christ and that was you know really my first moment of aha and realizing my need for him as a savior yeah. and to for his grace to come into my life and then obviously after that um i remember quite well following through in believer's baptism because it was in early spring and in Pratt that was pretty cold and they had mm-hmm. broke the ice off of the outdoor pool at yeah. a at a uh, motel nearby that we could get baptized wow. in and it was cold. Washed by the cold water. <laughs> That's right, yes. <laughs> um, and then, so since then, obviously that, that was probably a ways back mm-hmm. uh, as a kid, maybe five, ten years, you know, if you can think just five, ten years in the past, have you seen God continue to refine and, and sanctify you throughout that time? I think that the thing that I've realized as I as I continue to grow, not only older but continue to walk in my relationship, is mm-hmm. I know so little. <laughs> like I just mm-hmm. uh, I have such a need to not only be in relationship in the Word, but in prayer, and just to continue to study and to to understand who God is mm-hmm. in my yeah. life and, and how He is so active and living in that. And I think, um, especially, you know, in my 20s and probably even into my 30s, like I had this idea some at some point that I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was yeah. talking. And I think that as I aged, the more I realized that the less I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And uh yeah. and so just to to be in that area where it's like, okay, God, what do, what do you have for me to learn yeah. that I'm not learning, that I'm not listening to, that I need to be. Yeah, it's it's laying aside your pride, right? Mm-hmm. I mean it's yeah. It 
and not that you're a prideful person, but even every single person walks through pride right. daily, right? Absolutely. Like eyeballs on me, right? Mm-hmm. The pride side of things, even laying that down mm-hmm. is is massive in yep. a lot of people's lives. Um, last one for you, and then we'll we'll get you out of here because you're a busy man. Um, what is, if you were not a member of the gathering, if you were in the surrounding communities, Independence, Blue Springs, even beyond that, because we're really a stone's toss away from Lee Summit and Grain mm-hmm. Valley and Oak Grove and even Kansas City, Raytown. Um, what is What would be the reason why the gathering would be a great place to plug in for people? I think one of the things that I love about the gathering is how real the people are. Um, you are going to encounter people who have walked through everything imaginable in life and yet love each other well and um, bind together in, in God's love because they realize that it's by grace they've been saved, it's by grace they're here, and it's by grace they continue. And so uh, to see the way that, that people reach out and serve with each other and serve each other is, is really neat to watch at the gathering, as well as to know that you can walk in and not have to worry about what people are thinking about you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a really important thing. Yeah, I mean... I, I love on our website, if you go to gatheringkc.com, what should I wear? Anything you're comfortable in. Yep. Like that, if anything is a, 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 a snapshot of, yes. of who we are, uh-huh. is yeah. come as you are. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great part. Yep. Um, Connor, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at, at CLSkulls. I'm really creative in my uh, names, not so much, but uh, that's that's my my tag on any of the social media platforms. But makes great coffee art. I do fantastic. Or not so much. Purposely bad coffee art. (laughs) It's like the really bad art that you see, but people buy buy it for thousands of dollars. That's right. Yes, yes. It's similar. Um, So appreciate you coming in, Connor. Thanks. And guys, uh, stay tuned. We have a few more interviews coming up with our staff members. If you do want to go back on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, go out and check out uh, the other guys. We've had David. We've had Nate, Matthias, uh, now Connor, and we've had Francis. So go and check those out, and we'll see you guys next time.